and we are back for another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is number 67, and we're still in heaven. Still. Still, I, I think so. I mean, we're, we're here drinking, having a good time. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me as always, it's let's come to a compromise, McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> and I've also got Ross Galore Mormeyer. What's up, everyone? Today, we have such an incredible guest. Like, we were hanging out at the dog bowl. He, uh, we were saying we wanted to get him on the podcast for a while here. We've got Lucas Villapondo. There you go. What's going there on, buddy? Go. How you doing? I'm... Say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, we're stoked to have you on, man. We're going to be talking about life, hockey. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. But uh, seeing how we don't have Hockey Day in history, Boo. we don't have Player Spotlight, Boo. summer's a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> funny how that rhymes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because you have all these activities that we can go out and still do and enjoy it, but it's like, eh, it's not hockey. Yeah, took the words right out of my, my mouth. <laughs> like hit that dead nuts on the head. <laughs> But we do have stuff to talk about. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we uh, the expansion draft is coming up here very soon. We're we're on we're on the uh, precipice Ooh. of the uh, expansion draft. Do you like that? The yeah. cusp. But the pre- I was going to use cusp. Well, but... no, no. Precipice is so, sounds so much better. I actually sound like eloquent. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> but we did just very articulate, Cody. Uh, well, I try to be. Not using those college words now. Hey, buddy, I don't see you using five, uh, five syllable words. Oh, my Jackass. God. Syllable. Super compromisalistic, dude. So, we did, we did just recently get all the, uh, the, uh, protected lists for the expansion draft. So, um, I guess we'll talk about the abs, uh, protected list real quick because, I mean, there is some discrepancies I feel like we want, we need to talk about. Yes and no, I guess. I don't know. The way that you say that, it's like, do I question myself in saying that or... Uh, well, you know, the, it's it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, the whole uh, Landy contract situation is kind of, it's gone south from, well, yeah, we'll get a, we'll, we'll get something done before the expansion draft to uh, Landy saying he's a little disappointed with it and then going to, he's unprotected in the draft, in the expansion draft. So, um, I mean, what we got is uh, we've got Mac, uh, Miko, and Ber- Berkey all protected. Yep. As, and Kadri. Uh, well, yeah, and Kadri uh, all as like uh, a surefire thing. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely going to be those guys. And obviously, you've got um, Makar. Uh, Makar, Sammy G, and Taves protected as well. Saad. Uh, no. Saad is UFA. A, he's um, UFA. And then obviously Grubauer, which, I mean, in the uh, so what I I, I just want to kind of look at this. They also protected Tyson Jost and Valerian Nachushkin. It's it's interesting. It, it's a it, interesting it, it, yeah. way to go. I want I kind of want to get everybody's thoughts on this. Uh, Lucas, uh, wh- where where are you at right now? Especially with like the the Landy situation and like uh, you know who who got protected and who didn't. The Landy situation is definitely something that uh, was kind of 
kind of shocking. Um, I, I know up until probably a few months ago, uh, he had stated, you know, I, I, I want to stay an Avalanche player for as long as I can. And, and, and so that gave me the impression that, you know, he was going to be protected in the expansion draft and, and that there wasn't going to be any risk that we were going to lose our captain. Um, you know, in terms of everybody else on the list, you know, I, I, I didn't get an extensive look at it. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, obviously you guys named a bunch of people off that, you know, I, there's a handful of people that I didn't expect that were going to be protected. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, are, I, there's one person that I wish wasn't protected, which I don't know. Is Cod, does anybody know if Kadri is on the list? Yeah, Kadri yeah. is on the list. You know, I, you know, he's a he's a good hockey player. Um, he's got problems that he, he obviously needs to, to sort out. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wish the best for him, um, but I, I really wish that the uh, that the Avalanche would have used that resource somewhere else. Um, you know. I'm really hoping that that something can be worked out so that Landy can stay here. I think he's a phenomenal hockey player. He's he's definitely um, a big big chunk of that foundation um, that keeps that first line together. Um, you know, but at the same time, it'll be interesting. I, I do kind of want to see how the organization will move on without him if they need to. God forbid. See, that's uh, that's the biggest problem I have with uh, Landy not getting a contract done, and uh, I mean, so close, but um, because he is, he's such a huge part of this team. I mean, I, I guarantee you, that we would not have swept uh, St. Louis without how Landy played Absolutely. throughout the entire Absolutely. time, and, and and it's it almost goes back to you know when uh, Paul Stastny was playing here, and uh, they didn't sign Paul Stastny. Right. After you know, uh, and the the year after Paul didn't uh, didn't resign with the Avs, or the Avs didn't sign him, whichever way you want to look at it, they lost such a huge heart in in the locker room and mm-hmm. uh, and on the ice. And Landeskog is that guy. He is the the heart and soul of uh, of the hockey team. He's he's got the jam. He's got everything that you would want out of a captain, and. The numerous times that he's actually said he wants to stay in abs, uh, an app for like his well, he's even come out and said it his whole career. Yeah, I mean, it's you know when you look at it, uh, how much he adds to in all aspects of an, the Avalanche team. That would be my first priority. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of what I was hoping um, was going to be the case. You know. Um, yeah. There were probably, if there were two people that I thought were going to be protected first more than anybody, it was going to be uh, Landy and, and McKinnon. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously McKinnon is is on the protected list, which is really good. You know, he's he's definitely an integral part of of the Avalanche team, and and that first line for sure. The dude's quick. Um, you know, he's he's an animal out there, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but the other, you know, the other part of it is. Is Landy? You know, I think, you know, it's 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 a scary thought as, as an Avs fan. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, 
you know, there's a bunch of scenarios that pop into my head. You know, who's 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 gonna take up that slack? You know. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is, I don't think uh, a, a Nazem Kadri or an Andre Burakovsky will. I, I just don't think it's in their you know their player characteristics to step in yeah. as that kind of a role. Right. I mean. Who knows? I mean, they could. They they could they could, you know, they could bust their tail in training camp and uh, you know throughout practice, and they could prove to to uh, to Bednar that you know they're worthy of, of taking up that 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 duty if they need to. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's a lot of of pressure being put on on somebody else. Well, and I mean, the way that I could see it is that McKinnon gets the C. That's yeah, that's and exactly. then somebody. I don't think there's anybody else that would possibly right. be able to get the C other than yeah, Eric Johnson. There's no other way. Right, right. But I don't think Eric Johnson plays enough to actually be a C. No, you know exactly. I love my boy, but uh, like he will never get a C. He will always have an A. Always, always. but <laughs> you got your Berkeys and your Don Scoys and stuff like that. The guys that show up in and out of each night. EJ is a he's a solid he's a solid hockey player. He's a solid defenseman. Uh, he's never healthy. Yeah. That's that's his big thing. Well, and his know. plus minus is huge. If we had him with Graves, well, because he only plays like two games a well, year. I'm just well when he was playing his plus. That's funny. You're cute. <laughs> I mean, but no, you're I, you're, not wrong. Honest, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know. I, I, read, I read a statistic uh, this morning that said he played. Uh, he missed. He was only. He only played eleven games mm-hmm. last year. Oh like yeah. That. I mean, he, he's for whatever reason he's 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 got problems staying healthy. Yeah. Um. You know, and there's there's people like that in every sport. Oh yeah. Um. You know. But. And I was, you know, I don't know if he, he's not protected, is he? No, he no, just yeah, uh, he just removed his no way yeah. uh, his no trade clause actually. And so. and so you know what I think if 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 they were to let go of anybody on defense, I think he's somebody that we, we can honestly do without. I mean, we have McCarr. We did it this season. <laughs> yeah, we've done it every season basically, right. except for the season that he actually was going to go to the All Star game, and that was right. probably his highest plus minus and his highest assist and goal scored. Yet he was hurt for the All Star game. Yep. And there's, there's, a, there's the, a growing yeah. trend here. Well, and after that whole entire spat, like he's just never been well. In a sense. No. But, yeah, as I was getting on to, you could have your Don Skoys or your Burakovskis come in and actually wear that A to where McKinnon can move up yeah, into that the, C the, position. The thing that is really uh, wowing me with uh, the NHL, especially as of late, is the age of the talent that's coming in. Obviously, you know, these guys are 18 oh, years old. stupid, dude. <laughs> but, but along with that is the level of talent that some of these kids have. You know, oh yeah, uh, it, it's insane. You know, McKinnon's twenty. He's what 23, 24? Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's still pretty young. You know, uh, and it always kind of makes me chuckle a little bit. I'm like, I'm I'm two years older than this guy, and this guy's just insane. You know? Yeah. He's uh, making he's making Petrangelos and guys across the NHL go, oh no. Yeah. The most, the most- <laughs> The most seasoned defenseman that he's making them look like clowns, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 
But then you also have these like these Bo and Byrams and Kale McCars coming in, and or Sam Gerrard's. Well, Sam, Sam, Sammy's a little older. I mean, like, yeah, like that'd be talking like Kale McCarr. He's like, talking and, about that fresh, fresh. And Bo and Byram, and uh, they're coming in, and they're super young. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 you would think, oh, these kids are young. You know, they're gonna make, you know, they're gonna make mistakes, and and they do. You know, uh, or uh, McCarr made a mistake. Uh, I believe it was last year uh, in the series against, I don't remember if it was Arizona. Dallas. Was it Dallas? Dallas. Uh, it was yes. one of those, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, you know. During the open net. Yeah. I, yeah. See? And and I think back That's to... That's burning my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think back to a mistake like that. And you know, as a hockey player, you have you have a short memory. You know, it doesn't matter where you, have you play. To. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you play. I mean, um, you know, and I think uh, you know he he realized you know okay I made a mistake here and I just need to not let it happen again. And I think you know um, when you play at this level of hockey, you know you realize you really gotta you really gotta bust your ass to keep your position and, and stay where you are and, and stay comfortable and have that level of, of I guess we'll call it job security you know yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's not a league where it's like it's, it's not what, what have you done for me in the past it's what have you done for me lately yeah you know yeah that's the big that's the big uh, parody in the NHL well pretty much in any pro sports yeah so especially as young as you guys you know, you're just how young they are you just mentioned that here Lucas is how young everyone's coming to the league you see, older guys, they have to produce. They have to. Or else yeah. you're just easily replaced. And you yeah, see it happen all the yeah. time. Guys come out for a game and they never come back. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, like, so moving moving on to the actual protected list, you've got uh, two. I mean, when I look at it, I see two very uh, interesting choices. Well, Let's do you want to? I, I, I've got it pulled up right now if you want to go over well, that. Well, yeah, Tyson Jost and yeah. Valeri Nichushkin was also uh, protected. For some weird reason. Uh, Valeri, I can understand. I, 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 I can't. To a point, because he's played his best hockey that he has ever played with the Colorado Avalanche, and he's been more of an asset than a kick in the ass, basically. Okay, so, you, uh, well, the thing about Valeri Nichushkin that I, I just want to bring up, like, do you really want to compare two years of decent hockey to the last four years of completely terrible hockey? And do you want to bring that in and uh, protect him rather than somebody who's been producing ever since they've been in the league, such as a Jonas Donskoy, which or is a unprotected? Or well, like Sod, yeah. you don't have to protect Sod as well because he's a UFA. Yeah, but well, you get what I'm saying. In ho- well, in in hopes of you know uh, resigning him because I, I bet if. If I if if I'm just saying I'm obviously wanting to uh, re-sign Brandon Saad as well, but I mean obviously there's huge huge factors that go on with that. Who is going to be taken at the uh, at the expansion draft? Which I feel like I guess that's kind of why they left Jonas um, unprotected rather than Valeri Nuchushkin because Valeri's making like I think 
1.5 mil yeah. uh, opposed to Jonas's uh, three three million. Yeah, it's like three three and a quarter. Yeah. So I I I believe I truly believe that Joe has it in uh, uh, like a very like sneaky kind of plan going into this expansion draft by leaving and un- not leaving uh, Landy unsigned. And Brandon Saad unsigned, and uh, uh, Grubauer unsigned until after the expansion draft. They're going to see who Seattle takes from the Avalanche and then reevaluate the cap situation and then try to sign these guys according to cap. Which, that's smart. Yeah. It is dangerous. It's I mean, smart. it's smart. It's not as dangerous as the Montreal Canadian leaving Carey Price, uh, letting Carey Price waive his new, no uh, movement clause. That was his yeah. choice too. Yeah, that's pretty just crazy. To, no, just uh, who's gonna pay that ten point five million dollars every single year, year in and year out? Well, I, don't, I didn't even know it was that much. Oh let's, yeah, like they're gonna have to pick up teams. that contract. And pay him out just to get a decent goal sent. I don't, I don't see Seattle doing that. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I just I don't. Which is why, which is why I I, I don't understand why they uh let they didn't leave Sam Gerrard with the like the high eight million AAV eight year contract untouched and um and uh, protected Graves. That yeah. that blows my mind, honestly, because Graves yeah. is a way more solid of a defenseman. Uh, once again, the plus minus. I mean, he doesn't go and he doesn't get the you know those goals and assists all the time like fucking Gerard does. But I mean, God, he's way more of a stay at home and solid defenseman than Gerard is. Well, we have plenty of offensive defensemen. I oh, mean, yeah. Gravesy was the perfect like the perfect. Uh, penalty kill kind of you know just you know skull uh, cro- uh, crossbones kind of defenseman. Yeah, that could also add to the score sheet when he had to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was more defensively minded than pretty much everybody else that we had on the uh, that we've had on our roster. So it was just, it's an interesting situation. I mean, I, I, uh, am I glad that we traded for him instead of losing him in the expansion draft? Of course. Oh yeah. Because we pick up a pretty you know a, like a pretty heavy body in Mikhail Maltev. Oh, yeah. And a which good is left winger, too, man. Yeah, I mean, six, Holy shit. Six, eight, uh, 200 pounds. I, I mean, I'll take that. that on, uh, oh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah no, nobody's going to poke him with a 10-foot stick no. and be like, come no, at six, me, three, bro. Sorry. Uh, I don't know where I was. Th- uh, uh, I don't know where I was thinking. The eight is six, three. Sorry. Okay. I was just like, we got our own charge on the Yeah, right. Yeah. I, was, I was just like, yeah, when it came out my mouth, it sounded we're, weird. We're just going and just, you know, just guesstimating. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Kidding. I got excited but, for a second. I was like, oh. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the other one that I love that they protected was LOC. Yes, yeah. I was just about to get to that. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, and I'm a bench with Beaks alumnus now, too. Uh, yeah, wow. Which is awesome. <laughs> That's so weird I was, hearing that. I, I, honestly, I did not expect LOC to 
get uh, protected, but I am very excited that he was because he is such a promising young guy, oh, dude. young player. He's like, got he really so is. much tenacity to him, dude. And I don't think we're... He uh, plays with Moxie. And yeah. I think we're going to lose a Matt Calvert, just be, especially because of what his, uh, his post-concussive syndrome all throughout this year just left him out of the lineup. Like, uh, Logan O'Connor yeah. is the kind of player to come in and fill that Matt Calvert role for, for us. Oh, especially because he does it almost in tenth fold. You know, he he does it. Calvert back in the day, bar bar down. I mean, was any time badass in any. Calvi, I mean, yeah. But Logan O'Connor, if he keeps with his game and what he does, dude, he's gonna be such a huge asset to even the Avs. Anybody. Well, that's his Anybody. plan. Anybody. Refer back to episode 65 for yeah. proof. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. Yeah. Uh, on that same episode, I just, want to just, I just want to talk about, you know, AOC and how he is as a person, right? I just did a little uh, story in wow. the side Are there, right? Are you talking about Adriana Ocasio-Cortez no, or LOC. LOC? Yeah, you said AOC. I said, I'm sorry, LOC. So I'm talking about LOC, dude. <laughs> guy was the coolest guy ever, though. This ain't wrong a political podcast. Yeah, wrong podcast. Who knows? He could. He, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, it's, it's red or blue here at the abs. I I'd rather vote for Logan O'Connor for president than yeah, either seriously. of those <laughs> <laughs> messing names up again. But no, really, though, the guy was, like, the coolest dude ever, right? So you met him at Dog Bowl and just knew he was in the, in the ring and came outside just to hang cool. out. And here he is just, just like, just chilling, like, just saying, like, hey, LOC, what's going on, dude? He just came back and just talked just for a good 10 minutes. And he's like, yeah, I'll be back later. I'm definitely down for the podcast. And I fangirled the shit out of <laughs> No, you just seen Cody. He was hilarious. He's, he's sitting there in his wheelchair kind of rocking it back and forth. I don't think he realized he was doing it. Hella nervous, dude. He's like, <laughs> he's like jeepers, mister. But... <laughs> I fucking was too. I, like, I really it was pretty funny. Just a couple of thirty-year-old guys talking to a twenty-three-year-old. Like, can you please come on our podcast? Yeah, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm like seven years your senior, and I'm like nervous to talk to you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It was funny though because he came walking through the the doors like looking for us instead of us looking for him. He was like, "Yeah, let's do this," and it was well, a great combo. Dude, so, yeah. I even heard that Mike Friedman was looking for you guys yeah, to look had, for. He, yeah, he had Mike Friedman like <laughs> looking for us, which was super cool. Then when he found me, I, uh, found us like I had a like a mouthful of fucking pulled pork sandwich. He's like, "Hey, we're doing this." Yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> you know, like, you That's alright, I can eat it later. Hold on. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I was very excited to see LOC on the protected list. Uh, yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, he's put in absolutely. a lot of hard work. Yeah, and this is kind of really our you know, our first episode, you know, kind of just back in the you know in the workshop since Dog Bowl. The laboratory. You know? so, yeah. yeah, and then the laboratory. Yeah, well uh, yeah. I mean I I just gotta say, um, Enough, uh, enough freaking out. I think I, I think my uh, heartbeat is a little too high over average. So let's get back. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to just talking straight hockey, not just um, expansion draft hockey. Lucas Villapando, thank you so much for being on again. Awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. We were so stoked to have you on. Um, just uh, just for a little background info, uh, you're playing uh, Colorado's uh, Avalanche sled hockey right now. That's, that's correct. Um, so I've been playing with this organization for about three years now. Um, going on four, hopefully. Um, you know, a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of stuff in my personal life has, has made a, a, a big impact on on kind of what my future is going to look like. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, but I've been playing for three years and I've made uh, a lot of a lot of great memories. I've met a lot of great people, um, you know, yourself included. <laughs> uh, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, along among that list is is, is Marty Richardson um, of Dog Nation Hockey Foundation. Yeah. Um, Marty is is you know he's one of those guys that um, it, it, it's hard to put into words kind of what that kind of person is. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah. You know. I always kind of, you know, before I met him, uh, he would be somebody that would always pop up on my Facebook, and I'm like, all right, who is this guy? You know, he's just some dude with really nice hair. And, like, this, like, gigantic freaking smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I finally met him a couple years ago. I want, I want to say it was a couple years ago. Um, my club got invited to play at Pepsi Center. Um, Sick. And, and it, yeah, and it was, that was, the, that was... Man, that was uh, that was one for the record books for me because it had always been a dream of mine to play at Pepsi Center. Oh, um, dude, absolutely! And, and it was it was it was crazy, man. That was that was a phenomenal day. Um, I remember uh, a few minutes after I had gotten out on the ice, I was kind of just getting my getting my bearings straight, and uh, I see this guy kind of moseying around in an Avs jersey. Uh, he didn't have any gear on, and I took one look at him, and it was John Michael Lyles. And uh, he was kind of just going around, and he was he was struggling, you know. And I was just like, man. And I was I, I, I went over to him. I said, hey man, how you doing? And I'd, I'd met him previously at at, at an Avs game. He's working in the booth. And, oh yeah. And uh, you know he's he's such a humble guy. You know he's such a good dude. And um, I said, man, he said, I don't know how you guys do this. And he said, how do you guys do this? And I said, we just we just get through it, man. You know. And uh, um, we. Uh, Fast forward a little bit. We went. Uh, we had uh, started running some of our own breakdown, our breakout drills to uh, kind of do kind of a demo for everybody there that was watching. And uh, this uh, Marty had skated up to me. And I, don't, I don't remember if he was wearing a Dog Nation jersey or whatnot, but I um, he skated up to me and introduced himself. He said, "Hey, do you know who I am?" And I said, "I, th- I think so." And, I see uh, you on Facebook all the yeah, time. <laughs> well, well, I I didn't I didn't tell him that, but I was like. This is that dude with the really nice hair. And, uh, <laughs> Look at that flow. And uh, he introduced himself, and he said, "My name is Marty Richardson. I'm I'm, I'm the the chair of Dog Nation Hockey Foundation." And uh, I said, "Oh, I, I said okay. Uh, I said nice to meet you, you know." And, and uh, I started kind of telling him about myself a little bit more, and um, you know, uh, that night I didn't really dive into my. Uh, you know, extensive background. Yeah, I didn't yeah. dive into my background. You know, I didn't have a lot of time to do that night. Um, but um, so I've been friends with him ever since, and and that's one of the friendships um, within the sport of hockey that that I'm very very thankful for because um, I've gotten to um, spend countless hours with him, both on and off the ice. You know, um, he's he's definitely um, somebody that uh, I have gone to. In uh, my times of need, when when I'm struggling in my life, you know, mm. um, you know, and he he takes time out of his busy schedule to, to talk to me and 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 make time for me, and uh, and that's something that that I'm very thankful. For. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, I think a lot of us, uh, like all of us, can actually say the the same thing with Barty. Is he is, he's like the universal good guy friend. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the most selfless human beings that I've ever met. It's insane. It's, it's truly ridiculous. Love it. Insane. I mean, he's he's literally somebody that would give the shirt off his own back. Somebody that you know, if he needed to, you know, I, and you know. Um, a couple or a few weeks ago when we were playing at, at Dog Bowl, um, uh, we played our first we played our first game that night, and um, I had just uh, left the hospital that night, and um, and it was a tough it was a tough game for me because that was the first time that I had uh, played a game since my grandmother had been hospitalized. She had been hospitalized yeah. since the beginning of June, basically. And um, Marty, Marty knew it. I mean, he 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 um, he noted it in the locker room after our game. We had won the game, and he said, "Lucas is here, and and he's playing with a heavy heart." And um, I was just, you know, because he hit he hit the nail on the head, and I just kind of, you know, um, I, I told myself I wasn't going to cry that day, but I did, and. Um, I, t- I addressed my team, and I even addressed Marty, and I said, "Marty, um, I, I I'd look at him as kind of you know, kind of like a kind of like a second father, you know, at least in the world of hockey for sure. Uh, at the very least, like a super cool uncle that you're really close yeah, to. Or that, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, he uh, and I, I looked at him and I I told him I loved him and I gave him a hug and I and I cried. I did cry. Um, it's hard not to. It, it, it absolutely is, and you know, and that was a really. Um, and, you know, and I wanted to play in that tournament so much. You know, I was looking forward to that tournament all year. And um, I played two more games. Uh, and then, unfortunately, on that that Friday, um, my grandmother ran into some complications. She, she passed away. So, um, And I couldn't be there for my team to play in the championship game. But um, I, I tried to watch it on YouTube in the hospital to, to get my mind off of... of the bad things that were going on in my life at the time, right. and um, I get a, a text message or a, a, a message from my buddy Craig Blumengold, who's who's been on your on your Bluma. Yeah. Bluma. Yep. I love Craigers. He's he's a good dude. I um, I was actually able to get him to come and coach our team for that tournament, uh, and, you know, not at a, a short notice per se, but you know, he 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 stepped up and he did a phenomenal job. Um, and he sent me a message. He said, "Hey, man, uh, we won." He said, "The trophy's coming to you." Um, and uh, you know, he he was definitely there for me. He checked on That's checked awesome. in on me. Um, and, you know, uh, and that was definitely something. You know, a lot of people that had had rallied around me when I was really in a in a in a in a dark place in my life. You know, yeah. um, it was definitely uh, a hard thing to get through, and it still is. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, I can kind of find uh, that thing to really kind of get me over uh, the next few big hunks. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's been it's been two weeks since uh, since I've taken the ice. I haven't taken the ice since my grandmother passed, and um, it's it's something that I'd like to do, um, but it's something that I'm not going to take lightly. Right. Oh, and, yeah, of course. And yeah. that's and that's a bit the big part of, of about it. You know, like uh, things that happen in our lives are you know, it affects us off the ice and on the ice too. 
and when you're playing and when you're playing uh, hockey and uh, obviously you know you, you like whatever's happening you know you, uh, in your case you know your grandmother's sick and in the hospital you're still playing it, it always kind of resonates it, it inside inside of your mind while uh, while you're doing it. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, for me, the way it was, you know, I, I was in the locker room and I, I couldn't, you know, I'd have my music going and I'd still try to get my head in the game. And, um, you know, during the game, obviously, you know, I've got so many things running through my head, you know, positioning and stuff like that, things that a hockey player is going to think about. Um, and then I remember... Uh, you know, very vividly after the first game, after the buzzer went, I broke down in tears and I just started crying again because I was just overwhelmed with so many emotions. And, you know, but at the same time, I told myself, I said, this is okay. I said, you know, but the one thing uh, that I did tell myself and that I haven't really told a lot of people was uh, that day um, before I got into the rink for that first game, I was holding my grandmother's hand at the hospital and um, she asked me if I was going to go play hockey. And I said, um, and I thought it was really weird because I, I, I hadn't mentioned anything to her. And I, and I said, um, and I said, I'm, I, I said, I might. And the, one of the last things that she had said to me was she told me to go play. And, and I was just kind of like, all right, I guess I can't say no. And, you, know, you can't say no to grandma. No, no, no way. You know, and. She told me to go play, and I was just like, you know, I told myself, I said, I gotta go, you know, and and I'm glad I did, you know, um, you know, we won those first two or three games, and 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 it was definitely, um, it was definitely worth it, you know, um, it was it was a tough it was a tough tournament to get through, it really was, but you know, I had my team, and I had um, a lot of people like Marty, Mike Freeman, and and countless other people, you know. Um, and for that, I thank them, you know. Yeah, and what great motivation to, and a good reason to go out and play. Extremely cathartic, yeah, I would think. Absolutely. And I mean, as I talked about on a previous episode when my grandpa passed, like, he hardly listened to us doing the podcast. He goes, hey, how'd you do with your test? And how's that radio show going that you're, that you're doing? Well, it's doing great. You should keep doing that. He's like a hundred percent. Like he was just that means the world to like anybody yeah. that's in that situation. Just go and just keep on doing something that you enjoy. Yeah, you know, and and for me, life has kind of uh, it's it's been it's been interesting. You know, uh, the past month, two months, whatever, whatever have you. You know, um, since since the passing of my grandmother, you know, um, there's been a lot that I've learned about myself. Um, you know, life doesn't care who you are. And, it doesn't slow down for you either. And it won't, yeah. and, you know, and if it kicks you in the nuts, it's going to hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, for me, you know, the beginning of June was, was definitely kind of when it really started. Uh, you know, at the beginning of June, I think it was the first week of June, uh, me and my team, we were flying out to Minnesota to play in the, Hen- the Henriksen Hockey Foundation uh, hockey tournament. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. It's a, it's up in Minnesota. It's a really, it's another big, uh, another big hockey foundation out there. It's a charitable organization. Awesome. Um, it's a really, it's a really fun tournament. Um, and, and that was, you know, 
the day the day we were leaving for the day that I was leaving for that tournament, um, my dog had actually gotten hit by a car. And oh yeah, shut the fuck! Up. Oh my god! So uh, my dog had gotten hit by a car, and and um, so he unfortunately wasn't going to make it. We you we were sitting at the vet, and I was I was like, I gotta go to my friend. I was staying at my friend's house the next that night. And I, t- I told the doctor, you know, she said, hey, he's not doing too good. And I told her, I said, you know what, I'm going out of town. Just going to say goodbye to my dog. And say goodbye to my dog. And that was, you know, that was a tough tournament. But um, it, it, it culminated because uh, we ended up getting all the way to the championship game. And I recall this so vividly. And anybody on my team is going to tell you the one thing that they remember is my face. And I can't, for the life of me, reenact that face. But... <laughs> But everybody else will. And um, I had a, but I can recall I, I can recall the goal. I can recall the goal very well. I had a teammate uh, take it into the uh, to the to the right side wing, and I followed him in uh, through the slot. And I don't know where the goalie was. Net was net was open, and my buddy had shot it uh, from the far from the far right wing, and the uh, the puck bounced off the uh, left side post, came straight out to me. And I didn't even have—I I didn't even have enough time to get my stick down to stick handle it, and the puck bounced right off the front of my sled, right off the skag, square enough, and I just followed it straight into the net, and I—I I, I was just in shock the whole time as I was following it in, and and bear in mind this game was tied zero zero, and this was oh, uh, and this nail was a, biter. Yeah, it was a nail biter the whole way, and it was—I think this was in the second period. It was probably about half, maybe three quarters of the way through the second period. And Could you yeah. say you were on the edge? Everybody was on the edge of their slots. Oh, I mean, I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, that's. I, I'm the only one that can make that joke if you two try. Well, fuck off. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that. that it's, um, you know, it didn't get that way until after that goal went in because we were just playing. We were literally playing on edge that, the rest of that game. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. Um, but since I had followed the. Since this puck had went off my sled, I followed it into the net. I. Went into the net and pushed it off. Oh shit! So I'm laying there on my back and I'm frantically looking for the ref. And I'm just like, I had to look at him and I begged him. I'm like, dude, puck went in before I hit it, before the net went off. Call I, it a goal. Like, call, call it a goal. goal. And this, and he was sitting there and he was pondering it. And then we had another ref that came down and he's he called it good. And I was, I was like. He's like, okay, good goal. And I was like, oh my god. Yes. You know, and um, you know. We basically, you know, like I said, we played the rest of that game on our back. You know, we um, we played hard, you know, um, and I was just kind of like, I can't believe it. I just won a hockey championship, you know. Dude. That's, oh, a off, That's awesome. Off of a really odd goal, you know, I kind of was hoping it was going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, what's the word, memorable, I guess, you know. Kinda or like, like fancy. You yeah, know, like, you know, uh, like you a know, top cheese, you know. Top something. cheese, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> No, I had to get something that goes in off my foot, you know, off the front of my sled, you know. Uh, a goal's a goal, though. You know, I, yeah. was, I was very happy with it, and the trophy was was very uh, immaculate. Oh, sweet. It was, it, was this, it was this big, almost, like, stop. It was a shield, I think, is what it looked like. It was a shield, and it was this huge plaque, and it was it was really cool, you know. Um, definitely something that added to uh, my spirits, you know, considering my dog died, and then, you know... Um, but the really interesting thing was when I came home, um, 
I didn't count on losing my grandmother two weeks later. Oh, yeah. You know, but since I did, I've definitely grown to really appreciate the time that I've had with um, my friends and my family, you know, especially uh, my dad who uh, hasn't really been there to uh, watch me play a ton, which, you know, is something that, that I understand. You know, I wish he'd be there to could be there to you know watch me succeed in the sport and stuff like that right but, you know things happen you know but i've definitely grown to appreciate the time that i've had with him and that i will hopefully continue to have with him because life is life is really short and and it, it can change like that you know it's it's fast yeah i mean it's as the rancid album and i love that album uh life won't wait Dude, uh, like that's 100% about what the hell you've gone through and all their trials and tribulations just put out on there on a record. And it's just great. Totally. And what you've been through, too, and, you know, loss of your grandmother, you know, you know, just life in general. Um, I think you definitely have a warrior's mentality. And that's what hockey gives to you is a nice warrior's mentality, I think. Um, but, you know, just in general, it's. In terms of, you know, you know, life before, you know, this year, you know, just kind of tell us about, you know, what got you into hockey? Why hockey, man? What was the motivation? And just tell us about things before everything happened. You know, so that was, that was another interesting one. Um, so growing up as a kid with cerebral palsy, you are having to grow up differently than a lot of kids, you know. Um, you, you can't go out and, can't go out and ride a bike. can't. You know, there's a lot that you're going to have to get used to. There's a lot that your family is going to have to get used to. There's a lot of changes, you know. You know, I have two brothers. I have uh, an older brother who's completely able-bodied. And then I have a younger twin who I beat by two minutes, mind you. It counts. Check Uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's unfortunately in a wheelchair. Um, So he's not as fortunate as myself. Um, anyway, with CP as well, though. With CP, yes, that is correct. Um, wow. And his was a little bit more, yeah. And it, his is a little bit more uh, involved than mine is. Yeah, a um, lot more advanced, yeah, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so, growing up as a kid, it, it, you know, at least in my in my situation, you know, um, there's a lot. Like I said, you can't do. You can't. You know, I, I think. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd always wanted to do stuff like take part in sports and stuff like that. And, right. Um, you know, uh, I wanted to, there was just a lot that I couldn't do. And my dad kind of had to just sit down and tell me, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, or if it was something that I really wanted to do, you'd have to sit there and ponder it for a little bit. And then you'd have to be like, all right, well, he can't do that, you know. Yeah. Um, when I was, finally, when I was probably about 13, no, 13, 14 years old, something like that, um, I was in middle school, and uh, I had watched my older brother get into the sport of wrestling, and it was, it was interesting. And I told my dad for a while. I said, "You know, so can I, I, I want to try that." And he was a very, um, he was, it made him nervous. You know, he he didn't want he didn't tell me no right away. Well, I lied. He did tell me no right away because <laughs> it did. Cause it, it did take it did take me about a year to convince him to finally let me do it, um, and at that point, um, my brother was uh, helping out with the high school program that had coached at my middle school, and um, finally, my dad when my dad finally said yes, he was uh, 
he was very good friends with the coach uh, at this high school, which is Cherokee Trail High School in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, and the head coach at the time was Jeff Buck. And um, my dad was very uh, was good friends with him. And he told him, he said, hey, I'm going to bring, I'm going to let my son come out here. He's, he's, he's got a physical impairment, you know. Um, just do me a favor and just make sure that, uh, you know, the one thing that he told him was make sure nobody takes advantage of my son. And, and he made him that promise. And, you know, it was, you know, wrestling being an able-bodied sport was, you know, it was kind of, you know, it happened. You know, kids, kids did take advantage of it, unfortunately. But, you know, I did have a lot of good matches, um, you know, through there all the way up until my senior high school. Um, you know, that kids didn't take advantage of me, but they, you know, they made it worth it for me, you know. Um, Which that's amazing, I, like, honestly. Yeah, you know, I, you know, when I was, when I was in high school, I, I never won a match in high school, you know, I, but I didn't care, you know, I was, you know, for me, it was the camaraderie of my team, and, and, you know, the recognition that I got as being, a disabled athlete out there, a kid that didn't care. You know, I was out there because I enjoyed it. You know, I loved the sport. Oh, absolutely. And um, the summer of uh, after I graduated high school, um, I wanted to go to college. Well, I, I wanted to go to college for sure, but I wanted to I wanted to wrestle in college. My brother at the time was uh, was wrestling at the University of North Colorado. Which is a, a, a Division One program. Oh yeah, oh, it's it's it was a top notch program. Oh yeah, and you know that was kind of that was also one of those things. You know, I wanted to do it. You know, and I sat down with um, one of my old uh, coaches at the time. Uh, he was a um, it was during you know one of our, during one of our off season wrestling programs, and I sat down with him one night and. And he didn't sugarcoat it, that's for sure. He told me, he said, you know what, dude, if you go to college and you want to wrestle, you're going to get your ass kicked. And I said, what are you hiring? He's like, dude, they're going to take one look at you, and they're not going to give a shit if you're disabled. Because they won't. You know, it's college wrestling. They're, they're wrestling for, for, for a national championship. They're not going to care. Yeah, scholarships. Yeah. Ch- yeah, for sure. And, and I, I said, okay, well, that sucks. Went home, and I cried. And, you know, because that was kind of a, it was a big part of my life, and I was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And, and I moped on it for, oh, geez, better part of a year. And I remember one day I went and uh, I went into my doctor one day, and he asked me, he said, well, what are you doing to stay active? And I said, not really much. He just kind of said, you know, and they knew that they knew that I'd wrestled, and I was, you know, but I wasn't doing it, you know, but I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't know what to do. And um, he said, well, have you ever heard of this sport called set hockey? And I said, no. I, I, I said, oh, I, I said, you know, he told me a little bit about it. What he knew, he didn't know a ton, but, um, you know, he asked me if I liked hockey. And at the time, you know, this was eight years ago, um, I was I was watching it, you know, every now and then. You know, it, it was, I was one of those people that would watch it for the fights and watch two six-foot guys just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then as the time went on you know I, I think back to after he had asked me that you know if I'd if I'd watched hockey or if I'd like hockey you know I think back to that and I started watching hockey a little bit more trying to understand the sport um, and stuff like that and another uh, you know and I said yeah look you know and so the second so another year went by and I told him I said um, 
He asked me what I was doing, and I said, yeah, I don't know. You know, he asked me if I ever looked and said, okay, I said, no, I didn't. I said, okay, you know, and he tried to push me a little bit more, and, um, and I said, hmm. And at the time, you know, I'd still keep watching hockey. I still didn't really do any of the research into sled hockey. I don't know why. Um, and and it's just, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, just like a thing that someone's putting in your mind, you know, like, oh, have you seen this TV show at the time? Absolutely. Um, and then finally, another year went by and he said, okay, um, I really want you to take a look at this. And he put me, um, he didn't direct and put me in contact with anybody, but he gave me his information. It was Bruce Gramchamp, who was the, the president of Colorado Sled Hockey. Oh, yeah. Um, and he put me in contact with him and gave me his information. And so I called Bruce one day and I said, hey, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really interested. And, and coming to check out the organization, see what you guys are about. And I, I think it was on a Thursday, and I, coincidentally, I was on my way to town and watching an Avalanche game. And I think it was a home opener uh, for the regular season. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, he said, "Yeah, hey, we're actually selling programs down here. If you want to come down and meet, you know, some of the coaching staff or whatever, you know." And I said, "Okay, yeah, cool." And and uh, went down and I met. Uh, I think the first person that I met was Larry Stoiber. Um, you know, he's definitely been uh, somebody that has admired uh, the steps that I've taken in the sport of sled hockey um, since, you know, my first time on the ice. Um, you know, um, it's, it's, it's interesting, to say the least, from coming from a wrestling background to going to hockey, you know, when I was in wrestling, you know, I wasn't on a level playing field of sorts in sled hockey I am in a sense but you know everybody else has their 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 things that they're dealing with out there we have you know we have people out there dealing with several different conditions uh from cerebral palsy to spina bifida to uh paralysis to whatever whatever have you you know um everybody's on the same level but they're not everybody has different ability levels right um you know, it's so it's interesting to see that from 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 time to time. Even even when we get you know the younger kids out there, you know we get kids as young as you know I want to say six to eight years old maybe that are coming out that that have disabilities that 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 are coming out and and they're trying it you know and I know what their parents are thinking you know their parents are, are probably freaking out you know oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you know, hockey's hockey is a dangerous sport to begin with I mean. Uh, you know, playing on a playing in a sled. You know, we don't have the luxury of playing up higher and having the flex of the glass. So if we get checked in the boards, yeah, we get you're the taking the whole. We're taking the whole. Oh yeah, and the boards. Yeah, and, and those are just like you ain't going anywhere. Nope. There is no re- recoil. Which no. when my mom came to watch you and also the because she wanted to watch sled hockey. She'd never seen that. And just comparing you guys to, like, the Warrior Avs and, like, all of that. It's like, they hit that hard all there's, the time. I'm like, oh, hell if there's yeah. One, if there's one or two guys that I'm afraid of taking a hit from, it's Jerry Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to listen to this. So you, better, you better be proud of this. Uh, it's Jerry Duvall and... Uh, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. Uh, That's right, I guess, Jerry. <laughs> I guess Jerry will probably just be, be the one. But, you know, Jerry's quick. You know, he's he's big, and he can hit. Um, you know, it, you know, and it's just it's just kind of like, man, I really hope I don't get hit the way he's guessed today. You yeah. Know? Um, 
but that just speaks to the different ability levels of a lot of these players. You know, you know, even guys that were that are double amputees in a lot of the warrior cases. You know, those guys are combat vets or whatever, whatever have you. You know, yeah. Um, you know, I thought it, it's 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 kind of funny because a lot of times I find myself envious of those guys because you know if you lose your legs, you're losing probably I don't know we'll say 10, 15 pounds, and then you're losing you know uh, you've got nothing in front of you. you know? Yeah. So now you got to worry about is your hips. You yeah, know. and you're and you're flying even faster. Oh. The less poundage, the the faster you can move. Absolutely, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 crazy, and it's just kind of like, well, you know, but they're still disabled. Yeah, you know, True. we're all still kind of on some sort of level here. Right, but everybody's just kind of at different, I guess, peaks and stuff like that. I, I, however, you want to, you know, characterize it. Right, it, it, but yeah, my mom. I explained it, sled hockey to her, and it was just like, no, no, no. And she goes and sees you guys, and it's just like, oh, holy hell, these guys fly. And that's they the cra- and that's, hit. That's the that's the crazy thing, you know. And that's the one thing that a lot of people can that that a lot of people grow to appreciate about it right away is one, how fast we're going. Two. And the kind of hits that we're putting on each other, and 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 three probably is just going to be just the general ability level of a lot of these people. Because you're going to look at somebody, you know, a lot, a lot of people still will look at me today, and they're going to think, "Oh, this guy can't, you know, he can't do, do do much," you know. And it's just kind of like my legs are kind of fucked up. But that's that's really it. Judging a book by his cover. It's just like a fuck off. I'll prove it on the ice. And, and, <laughs> you know, for me, you know, even even outside of hockey, that's the thing that you know um, that I love doing is, is proving people wrong. You know, even as just you know in college, like you know, I'm I'm a criminal justice major in college, and I've got you know got to help me a year and a half left as long as I don't make any stupid mistakes. Um, <laughs> Fingers know. crossed. Congratulations, yeah. that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, I'm still in school too, so you're good. <laughs> you know, I've I've got maybe a year and a half left. I'm I'm majoring in criminal justice with a minor in computer information systems, which you know I've had a lot of people tell me is an, inter- an interesting combination, um, and it is. You know, um, for me. I'm I'm in doing what I can to follow my dad in in his footsteps. My dad majored in criminal justice and minor in cool. accounting when he was in college, and um, for me, I you know my dad, I, I don't know to this day. I don't know if he's told me what he really thought about it, but um, I know he's proud for sure. Um, you know, but it's just kind of like I'm I'm taking my own way. You know, because I want to be like my dad. I want to step up and 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 protect people that need to be protected and and that's that's why i've chosen the route that i'm going as long as you do you and you're happy with it man i think that's what would make him ecstatic about that and you know and the thing the thing with that is when people see that i'm going into this type of work that i'm going into you know a lot of stuff that i'm dealing with now is uh computer oriented and stuff like that you know it, it, you know, when I when I'm talking to people about certain things on computers or stuff like that, they're they're kind of just like, you know, this this kid's he's smart, you know, he's intelligent, he knows, kind of sort of maybe what he's talking about, you know. Uh, multi talented, good at hockey. Yeah. Educated. Knows yeah. computers. Lucas yeah. is and a multi. Yeah, look at him go. <laughs> um, you know. I, when I was going into the field of computers, that was definitely something that was going to be interesting. Because I know I didn't want to do anything like coding or anything like that because I hate math. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I feel you there, man. I feel you there. I am so dyslexic with numbers. With But I've, I've got to, like, 
I, I really just want to point that out is that um, so many people, you know, in society look at somebody who's quote unquote living with disabilities, no matter what, no matter what it is, like like arm braces like you or a wheelchair like me or like just anything like that. It is we're it's so underestimated, and I feel like um, being able to like play sled hockey and show people that it's it's super rough, it's super skilled. I, I feel like it kind of box it all uh, like you know just kind of like puts those um, stereotypes unfortunate stereotypes yeah. aside stigma well, well, well I think we could stick with stereotypes I think stereotypes is is, is uh, that hits it on the head right there I mean uh, you know back in the I guess you know in the way that my grandmother and my dad even tell it to me back in the old days you know uh, <laughs> When we were called invalids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you look at somebody that was disabled and you didn't think you didn't think anything of it. You didn't think they were going to make anything of their lives. And, you know, thank God for things like technology and stuff like that that have, um, that have made things easier for a lot of us that have these, these, these disabilities that we got to deal with, you know. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful for, you know... Um, you know, the way that I am, you know, I don't need as much help as a lot of other people that I've seen, you know, thank God, you know, I, I, I've, I've been given, you know, I, I, every time I, I jump on a wheelchair, I've got a wheelchair that I'll use for like long distance stuff, but I get it and, and I'm like, dude, I feel so limited. Like I can't get out and I can't go do shit, you know, granted, you know, um, I can't get up a fucking curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like. It's like you think stairs suck, dude. Look at a curb, you know. It's just it sucks, man. Yeah, for real. Like you're complaining about walking up fucking ten stairs. I can't even get up a fucking curb, bro. No, I you, know? Yeah, you know, I, you know, and you know, a lot of times everybody's some, you know, you know. I think the, the I think probably the best example would be, you know, I you want to use the elevator, you know, or if it's like, you know, or, or no, not an elevator, but you know, sometimes you go to a restaurant and they'll have. They'll have three, four stairs, a real, real, real small amount of steps, and then another. We'll say, like five feet away, they'll have the ramp, but it's all the way over there. I'm like, dude, I don't want to walk all the way over there for the ramp. Yeah, seriously, like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, dude, I'll just take the stairs. It's like four stairs. I'm fine. Like, what's, what's gonna happen? I'm gonna fall over and break a leg. You know, <laughs> what's, what's gonna, the worst that can happen? Yeah, what's basically, gonna happen to me that hasn't already happened? Right. I mean, your aspect on this whole situation is just like Cody's from what uh, Marty Richardson said, is that Cody wasn't focused on his inability to do nothing. He was focused on the technology and what it helps him do. What we can do, not what we can't do. Exactly, exactly, which that is amazing that you've taken that and you're just like, yeah, cool. Middle fingers, double deuces to all you. I'm gonna prove you wrong. That's and 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 you know that's definitely, it's 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 so rewarding. It really is. It's, <laughs> I it's could so only imagine, dude, to, to yeah. prove somebody wrong. Uh, you know, um, even you know, and I even look back to when when I started wrestling. You know, my dad was was terrified. You know, but I think. And I don't know whenever he's, you know, if he's ever going to tell me when he had that moment. Oh, my God, you know, he can actually do this. But I'm, I'm sure he did have that moment. You know, he's just kind of like, all right, you know, he's, he's serious about this, and I think that's what he wants to do. And, and you know, fast forward to now, um, 
it's just kind of like, who am I going to prove wrong today? Right. Oh yeah. Well, and especially with my dad being a, a state uh, a state wrestler uh, for Broomfield and even uh, Olympia High wow, School and brag. stuff. But no, dad. like just to, to hear what he had to keep within his weight class, like all the shit that you had to do to just be a wrestler. Oh. <laughs> on top of that, yeah, you know, like that's just. My hats off to you, dude. Yeah, like I pr- I immensely. That. Yeah, like. you know, and that you know, and it was something that you know, uh, whenever anybody would tell me anything like that when I was younger, I didn't know how to handle it. I'm just like, thanks. You're just like cool, yeah, cool, uh, uh, cool story, bro. Thank you. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> we'll just kind of bring it back though. It's like you know, you. I'm gonna still quote from Cody when I first you know met him, you know, a little over a year ago, seeing him use his mouthpiece. I'm like, he's like, yeah, dude, I I use this every day because I had to either sink or had to swim, and I learned how to swim. And now I'm just like, well, I'm looking at both of you right now. Like you both had to either find the option of sinking. Or swimming and just dealing with it and looking at this is just another bump in the road and just I'm a normal person and just have a, just a little bump in the road. God, it's, it's amazing. It's like cursive, yeah. the ugly organ. Mm-hmm. They have yes, huh. yes. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm sorry. I'm throwing out no, a bunch of music right. and stuff right now. Yeah, but... dude, like the most random shit. <laughs> but it's good burton no, and no, shit though. No, you yeah, know, absolutely. well, it's like for, from my point of view. I mean. I, I think sled hockey is just such an outlet for so many different people of so many different, um, you know, let's let's call them disabilities. I fucking hate that word disability. They have different abilities. You, know, you guys like, have yeah, different abilities. Different yeah. abilities, and 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 I just think it's such an outlet uh, for so many different people. And I mean, Shannon even said it. Like you know, you get that. When you're on the ice, you don't get that like, oh my gosh, I'm I feel so sorry for you. Look, you only get the competitive like, buddy, you're here, I'm here, let's fucking let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. You know? And to, I mean, for me, that's 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 huge because there's I mean a million times a day, it's just like it's the same damn thing. And like you know, you look at people, they look at you in a way where you're just like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, dude, I'm a person. I'm a fucking yeah. person. Yeah, you know, and uh, like, and the biggest thing is, is that it's, it's it's a gigantic outlet for anybody. Like hockey has always been considered an outlet for ask anybody differently abled or or regular abled or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like hockey is an outlet for everybody. You know, this is the, this is the time where we st- like as soon as we step on the ice, or you know, scoot on the ice. Um, <laughs> it's it's where it's where you go to your happy places, where you go to forget about all the shit, the terrible stuff in your life, uh, like you know, whatever's whatever's plaguing you, or you know, like what whatever bad is going on. Like you can step or scoot on the ice and. I mean, for an hour and a half, it just goes away, and all you all you have to think about is just playing hockey. Dude, that's you know, and that's uh, and took the words right out of my mouth. I don't know, it's oh, just that's how it is. I'm I'm speechless, man. I, I you know, um, it's 
definitely something that I'm looking forward to. I, I mean, I, I want to hit the ice so bad, you know, I really do. Um, I, I'm just counting down the days, guys. I, I don't know when. Hope, you know, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm shooting for next week, and I'm, and I'm really hoping that it happens because I, I, I need it more than ever. You know, I, well, I just really, do it, man. It's a positivity in your life. You know, you know, it's a positive, positivity in your life. Just do it. Just hop on the ice, and I think you'll, you'll fly free again. And and I think, and the really, the really interesting thing, you know, about you saying that is, um, I want to say it was the first, the first day of dog bowl. Um, I was, I was getting my gear ready, and I was walking out, I was walking out to the rink and going through the doors. And somebody pokes me in the ass with a hockey stick, and I turn around, and I was like, what the hell is it? And it was Jan Hayden. Speak about name dropping. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we do it all the time. Right. Just kind of like. I said, I said, okay, and he's talking to me, and he asked me how I was going, and I told him about my grandmother and, and all that, and I told him that it was just getting really rough, and, and he told me, he said, you know what, dude, he said, the one thing I can tell you is as soon as you hit the ice, all your problems are going to be gone. That's basically what he told me. You know, I honestly can't really remember what he told me, but that's basically what he told me, and I was just kind of like, wow. And I was, you know, I was just kind of like, it's, it's, it was true. You know, yeah. for that 45 minutes to an hour, whatever, how long we were on the ice for that night, you know, it was that way, you know, granted it was, it was emotional for me, but, um, it definitely, it was, it rung true. It really did. And it was just kind of like, this is literally my happy place. Yeah. Anytime I'm on a high drink, it's literally my happy place. It truly is. It's, it's, I mean, I mean. I, I was, like, uh, Bryce, Ross, and I were lucky enough to go to a free skate that our, uh, that our, that our buddy Dan had for his birthday, and, I mean, I wasn't actually skating on the ice, you know, I didn't get back to, like, my able-bodied, you know, um, actually, you know, feeling the digs in the ice or whatever, you know, but I got to be on the ice. Yeah. And... Just for that to happen was just, uh, you know, it was a gigantic thing for me just because you're on the ice, man. You know, you're yeah, on the absolutely. ice. Like, you are out there. And, it, it you know, at that point, it, it like, nothing else matters, man. Nothing else matters. Nothing else can matter. It's just you're out there. You're flying free. You get the smell of the, uh, you get the smell of that frozen water, man. You get to hear the. It's the, got this like, distinct smell to it. Man. Yeah. You, you can't. You, There's them bony fumes are just, like, something yeah. else. Yeah, it's, it's like, just, <laughs> like, and, you know, and, like. Uh, my boys got to set me up on some like tipping goals and stuff. I think you got a natty hattie or two uh, but, that day. You know, like from like an out, out uh, from the outlook of like you know somebody uh, somebody else like who give less of a fuck. It would probably be it would probably look like super super lame. Like, but to me it was like everything, just to be out there and to see the puck go back go over the red uh, that red line, the goal yeah. line and stuff. It's just, like that's that that's uh, and and that's the thing that I love about it is that that's what I love about sled hockey is that it gives um, gives so many other people that you would that would never ever get to really experience that. Uh, like the experience, yeah, yeah, you know, to, to to love the same thing that you know other people uh, just like hold so dear to. Absolutely. Well, and even I've known you for four or five years, Cody. That is uh, besides LOC, 
yeah. I think that was probably the biggest shit-eating grin like that I've like ever seen yeah. you ha- no I'll uh, tell that you. brought happy tears to my eyes yeah. man yeah. I was so excited that you got to go out there and do that and that, and, and that's why it's so cool Lucas to uh, like hear about how you scored the the winning goal in Minnesota like that's fucking awesome man. I was I was in I was in shock for a while the rest of that <laughs> yeah, the rest of that day for sure yeah, I you know I I mean even I, I skated back to the bench after that goal, and uh, my coach was just kind of like, and her name is Leslie Harper, um, and she's phenomenal. Um, and he's just, she's just kind of like, did that go in? And I was like, yeah. You fucking bet your ass at <laughs> Yeah, at this point, you're just like, green jacket, gold jacket, I don't give a shit, basically. Happy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I was, we were sitting in the locker room after that game, and we were, I was just kind of looking at the trophy, and I was just like, I don't believe it. And I just, I couldn't. I was just, I can't, like, I was just like, all right, put my whole team on my back. Let's fucking go. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, full send. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> Am I just going to sand it? Yeah, I'm going to sand well, it. <laughs> I, I, followed, I followed it in. I followed, I, it wasn't even a send. It wasn't even just kind of like, all right, I'm going to put this on my stick and send Nope, I followed that puck in, and, <laughs> and uh, I, I one day I'm, I I don't know if anybody ever got a picture of my face, but you know anybody that'll tell you the story about the face that I had was you know take a guess it was. <laughs> well, it, that, that's what I, that I mean that that totally backs up what I'm saying is that the fact that these day, we are so lucky to be living in these days where you and I can actually. You know, get out on the ice and experience oh, the the wonderful, the wonderful, um, you know, just moments of hockey. Yeah. And I, to me, it just I feel like it helps so much more. I mean, honestly, without hockey, I probably, I probably wouldn't be here today. You know, it's just like it's it's such a it's such an overwhelming and endearing fe- feeling when I think about it. Yeah, you know, I mean. It- Three years ago, I I didn't I didn't know where my life was gonna go. I, I at the time I was watching hockey, but I told myself I was like I don't see myself as a hockey player. I just don't, you know. But I don't know what else I see myself doing. And you know, and I think to where I'm at today, and seeing myself as a hockey player is something that I'm very proud of. Something that I have a lot of pride in. Um, That's awesome. You know. It's 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 great, you know. It helps me out in in so many different things, you know. Uh, it's it's crazy, you know. I, as cliche as it is, a girl's gonna ask, a girl asked me, you know, do you play hockey? And I'm just like, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I said, yeah, I, I do. And and uh, you know, and then it's just everything's history. It's it's crazy, man. You know. Um, and then I I'm just like. It just makes me just like appreciate the sport, appreciate everything that I've gotten to do, every 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 uh, everyone that I've gotten to meet, you know, um, and it ultimately makes me appreciate my life for what it is, and to know that hockey is it's it's the shit. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to put it, man. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's fast. 
it's tough. You know, it's, you know, nothing beats, you know, even even sitting at the Pepsi Center watching an avalanche game, I get butterflies when the buzzer goes off because it's just, you know, it's nothing beats that feeling. No, it really, and to be in that situation, it just, it's, it's unbelievable. So, Luke, I've got one thing that I want to ask you. Take a shot. But, I mean, I noticed that the players, the actual NHL players, go out with tenacity and just the, you know, do or die kind of mentality. How much more is that kind of amplified? With you and all the boys out there with Duvall and all that shit. So, you know, for 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 us, it's I think it's it's amplified tenfold because you know, obviously, you know, we're we're playing hockey. You know, hockey's a competitive sport. Oh yeah, you know, obviously. Um, but at the same time, you know, not that anybody out there feels like they have anything to prove because by God, we don't. No. Um, but we want to win. We absolutely want to win. We want to win just as much as the other team does, you know. And it gets chirpy, you know. I, God help me, I haven't gotten into a fight yet, a full-blown fight yet. <laughs> uh, oh, correction, you know not a full-blown fight yet. You have a side relish. You have a side relish all day. I, I don't full-blown anything is real. I'd be lying if I said I didn't spend any time in the box. Out of boy. Because I have. boy. And I'm, I, I can't say that I'm not proud of it because I am proud of it. Um... You know, uh, but to get back to your question, you know, for me, when I'm out there, I feel like I've got one goal in mind, pun intended, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, beauty, beauty. That was like the podcast to drop that one, man. And it's, and, it's, and it's, for me, that goal is to get a goal, to, to score, to yeah. set a teammate up to score, whatever it might be, because I want to win that game. Yeah. I don't care how big, how little that game is. You know, that's just kind of how I've grown up. I've grown up in that competitive mentality where I want to win, you know. And, it, you know, and it's 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 got it's, it's got its positive and it's got its negatives, but, you know, I love to win. And it's that drive for me is so much better. because It's, it's bigger, I should say, not better, but... That's what she said. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jesus know, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but looking at some of the guys there in the NHL that are playing for Stanley Cups and, and, and doing all those crazy things, you know, we, yeah, we're never going to be able to play at that level. But at the same time, playing for a first place championship in any any tournament. It's the same know, thing. It's the same It's the same feeling. And that's why, you know, when, when I scored that goal in Minnesota, I was, that's I think that's why I was so shocked. Because I just one, you know, uh, I mean, it's just it's so hard to explain. I just couldn't believe that I did it on my own, and because I, I did not plan on scoring that goal the way that I did. <laughs> I, I told you, I'm telling you, man. Like I was hoping it was gonna be a little bit uh, prettier than the way it was, but you know. They don't ask how; they ask how many. Yeah, I mean, we played. I mean, I, I can tell you. I mean, we played that game hard. I mean. And I remember sitting on the bench, and we were just, you know, we had a lot of people, um, you know, that came from the Warriors. That we had two guys that came from the Warriors to play with us, uh, John Reed and uh, Eric Tasto, you know, and they were really great. You know, they um, they really pushed us hard to really win that tournament, and you know, it's definitely something that you know, because they wanted to win. Every, everybody wanted to win, and I and I can't tell you, man. I mean, after that first goal went in, like I said, it was halfway through the second period. We played the rest of that game, our backs against the wall, 
and it was just kind of like I was scared I was just kind of like dude I don't know what's going to happen you yeah know? and I was like but we have got to keep our feet you know we got to keep going and, oh yeah and it's just kind of like you, you keep going you know we, we didn't hear no bell he's randy marshner right yeah. there exactly. <laughs> I hear Nobel. and then a second question that i have for you and i don't know if this is going to be a little bit too touchy or whatnot no, no, no. but how much does it mean to you that marty's doing the rink that he's doing you know that's that's definitely uh, I don't want to say that's an easy question to answer, but it's because it, it's hard to find the words for that one. Um, it's for an all-inclusive rink for you guys, for blind hockey players. Like it's nuts, dude. It really is, man. To see somebody take on a, a, a project of that stature, um, to see the kind of uh, financial figures that go into that are blowing my mind. I mean. You know, I, you know, Marty keeps telling me, he says, you know, we're doing this for you guys, you know, for everybody else, you know, for you guys, you know, for you sled guys, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be, that's, that's basically going to be our home lives, you know? Well, yeah, just to have the true, uh, uh, like meaning of inclusive. Yeah. You know, the true meaning oh, of inclusive dude, yes. is to go into a rink like that and see something like a sled and sled out bench design where we can go in, you know, cause the way it is right now, we have to sit on the side of the boards right. and we risk getting in somebody's way or getting hit by a puck, which really sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, at least that. it's not a blind hockey puck that's for sure the look on your face why do you think Bryce never never I lost my train of thought why do you think Bryce never blocked any shots in his career I I went to an avalanche game as he pops out his chipper right there's flipper (laughs) but still that's still it was a good shot to the face. I, went, I remember I went to a, uh, an Avalanche game with Marty one night, and uh, we met uh, we, we met somebody who had played for the U.S. Blind National Hockey Team, and this was and he had, he brought a puck with him, one of their pucks, and he showed it to me, and it was it was this big old metal disc thingy, and it had ball bearings in it, and and um, and I was one, I was in shock at how massive this thing was. I was just oh, for real. huge, dude. And, um, and his buddy, his name, his, his name is Craig Fitzpatrick, and he, he told me, um, uh, he said, yeah, anytime our goalie takes a, a puck to the one of these to the face, they have to stop play because they have to make sure that he's okay. And I was just like, oh, I'm not okay with this. I'm like, I, I like my rubber. It's okay. <laughs> I like my vulcanized frozen rubber. It's hard. Yeah. But to get back onto the, to the rink subject, you know, to see somebody like Marty um, or, you know, even Dog Nation as a whole want to um, make hockey accessible to us is is something that that isn't heard of, you know. Um, you know, you would think, um, you know, my dad had asked me, he said, well, how come, you know, why doesn't the Avalanche just chip in and, you know, help you guys build a rink or whatever, you know. It's it, it's not that easy, you know. It's not. Because yeah. Marty's been given all the land. And Kirk is a fucking like, crook. That too. But, um, but no, like, uh, Marty's been given all of this stuff to him yeah. by just 
donations. Even, it's all uh, the it's land. Donations and uh, just just. It, that's him. People. It's good people. That's him exactly. walking into corporate boardrooms and swaying them by what he, but by his passion and his is like commit, uh, like his commitment to making this world better. That is what's happening he's, right now. He's hustling on himself, dude. That's all it is. He, like, you know, he. If I, if, if you know, I, I always say it. If I ever grow up, and I've, I guess I've kind of grown up already, but. As I get older, if I want to be like anybody, I want to be like Marvin. Oh, um, wow. Know, oh, man, brother. Is definitely, like I said, I mean, he... Uh, I, I literally, I don't have any words to describe. Like, I just, I mean, you have to meet this guy. If, if you've never met Marty Richardson of Dog Nation Hockey Foundation, you need to meet him. It's a because, great shout-out right there. Hey, <laughs> holy moly. I, I really hope he listens to this because, I mean, he is, I mean... I wish... <laughs> I'll send it to him. I got you. I, I will send this. <laughs> Thank you. I will send this to him. Because um, apparently I'm not doing enough. <laughs> you know, hey, Marty, take a hint. There you go. Uh, you know, but it's just you have to meet somebody like that to see how just the caliber of good per- like good person he is. Like he, he just. It, there's no, there's no contest. I mean, he's, well, the passion insane. and the core values that he that's, instills that's with it, himself yeah. and everybody that plays in any just tournament. Just a great culture. Yeah, it does, yeah, it doesn't matter what level you're playing in. in even in dog bowl, you can be playing in. I, I don't know how they do their. I think it's coppers. Their, yeah, you do the coppers, the silvers, and the bronze. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're playing in, in in one of the lowest divisions in dog bowl. You know, he's gonna look at you as as somebody. You're a hockey equal. As it, equal. it doesn't yeah. even matter. If you're playing in it, yeah. man. Like everybody, he everybody comes up to him and was like, Marty, you do like even if it's just some random Joe off the you know off the sidewalk, he he will dedicate his time just to talk he to you. Sit, he will sit there and he will have a conversation with you and he will he will look you dead in the face and you will feel you know like that conversation is is you know he's interested. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, that is viable, personable, like. F- Stuff that he is throwing out. He's not bullshitting anybody. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, honestly, to answer your question about the rink, it, it. it's it's hard to answer that one. It's it really is. But, you know, I I keep telling Marty as a joke. You know, I, I keep telling him. I said the first day that I walked through those doors, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna come find you and I'm gonna hug you and I'm gonna cry. Hell yes, absolutely. Uh, maybe we could do it at the both times. Like I don't make him cry like a like a little baby. You know, I know that's it's been his it's been his life's work for for years. You know, yeah. and and to really see it finally come to fruition. You know, um, especially in the past year or two you know um we we did a we did a shoot for that uh for a promotion for that rink um about a year, a ago. year ago yeah, yeah. i seen that. Oh, for and, the video or whatnot yeah yes and yes we, the, uh, the interviews or not the interviews i should say but the little pieces that they did with me um and a couple other people jerry was included with that mm-hmm. um you know, those were kind of just added on at a later date, and I never saw the finished product until um, 
we did the Stand Up for Dog Nation uh, comedy fundraiser at Comedy Works. Oh yeah, uh, last year. Yeah, and Josh Blewett came out, um, and he's 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 a great dude. JB is awesome, man. He's amazing he's so comedian. Awesome. He's a phenomenal <laughs> comedian, and he's a good person. You know, no, oh, he's because yeah. I, I I had actually met uh, Josh Blue at one of the earlier uh, Stand Up for Dog Nations, and like I say, like two years later, my dad and I we were uh, sitting in the in the bar uh, waiting for the Black Keys to play at Pepsi Center and he saw us and he actually came and sat down next to us he was like I saw you with Dog Nation and just hung out with us for the entire time before he got to go backstage. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. No, he was he was taking shots with us and everything, man. Funny. Was, yeah. Yeah. If you watched a bunch of Josh Blue stand up yesterday and he didn't tell me this. Well, thank you now. But no, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, like um, uh, we we had met at a stand up for Dog Nation, and him and I we were just kind of joking about being disabled and shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, two years later, we're at the Black Keys show, like down in that like a uh, weird wood bar in the Ball Arena now. And uh, you talking and, about where uh, UI and Pacheco? Yeah, and, and yeah. Josh Blue. Josh Blue comes up. He's like, he sees me. He sees my dad. He, he walks over and he's just like, Dog Nation, stand up for uh, stand up for Dog Nation, right? And he's, I'm like, boy. Take yeah. a shot with me. Yeah, and he's just sitting there just hanging out until he had to go backstage for Black Keys. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna go up to the uh I'm gonna go up to the nosebleeds, but whatever. <laughs> that blows my mind. Just I mean, he once again has different abilities, but just Josh for is awesome. But just for him to come up and be like, yo, dog nation, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we fucks with that shit all goddamn day yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but I think back to that night because that was the night that the commercial was really shown to a lot of people. It it, it, it gone out on Dog Nation's Facebook page uh, a week or so prior, but um, that was the first time that I had really seen it. And when my face came up on the screen, I was just holy oh, shit! I was just like, wow! I oh, was, that's so cool! I was so I was so I don't even know how to describe it. Like I was just kind of like, wow! That was and I was really impressed with the work that had been done with it in terms of editing and everything that was done with it. It was phenomenal. Um, and 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 this was kind of one of those highlights from that night, but sitting over to my right was uh, Suzanne Shaw. Um, and, and Mike Shaw, or, no, they were doing the production for the for the, um, uh, for the the show that night because they were streaming it. And Suzanne Shaw came over to me and she introduced herself and, um, and she was very... Um, I, I, I mean, she was just kind of like that was amazing. Basically, was what she told me. I was just thank you, I appreciate that, and and you know, and she was really um, intrigued by me, and and we basically sat there, and we had a conversation, and and she wanted to know about me and about my life story and everything like that, and she was very uh, blown away, I guess this is the way that I'll put it, and um, she's one of those other people that I've met within the sport of hockey that. Um, has that I'm very thankful for. I mean, she's uh, she reached out to me when when my grandmother was in the hospital. I, I touched base with her uh, when I was when I was at Dog Bowl this year, and she was, um, uh, she, you know, she's a good person, you know. And that's the yeah. one thing that I've taken from the community of hockey is they're all good people. I mean, even whether it be on or off the ice, you know. Well, and even as my dad said, it's just a breath of fresh air 
to see somebody that's in the community that's that high up to come in and just give their time, their energy, all of that to something that's so amazing like dog bowl or and it's not above any professional hockey players no just i mean just like logan o'connor he wasn't playing in the tournament no he just heard about what troy terry and dylan gambrell was talking about him and now bed jared bedner was talking about him so he came and watched the games it's just incredible how how hockey players have that just love. Yeah. It, it's it, and to a lot of people it's an, it's a hidden love. But it is so fucking strong. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh well, uh Lucas, thank you so much for coming and hanging out, man. This has been such an incredible uh conversation. I love it. I appreciate uh, your time, seriously. Um, before before we go, just you know, spit some knowledge, man. Just just throw something out there that um, you feel like uh, people need to hear. Man, that's wow! You're really putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I got this. It's okay. I, think, I thought you got it too good this entire time. No, I, gotta, I gotta throw I it down real no, hard. You know, um, love your life for what it is. I mean, tomorrow is definitely not promised because it can end like that. It's fast. Life is fast. It's it doesn't care doesn't care who you are. It doesn't it doesn't care if you're able bodied. Doesn't care. Doesn't it does not care. Life will kick you in the nuts. No matter what. It, yeah. And if it and and you know what, it it'll keep kicking you while you're down if you let it. But it's up to you to get up. Brush yourself off, smile and punch life back in the face and keep going. And, you know, that's kind of the one thing that, you know, that I've had to identify with and, and my family has had to identify with, frankly, for the last two weeks. And, and we're doing, you know, we have our good days, we have our bad days. I can't say that we're doing, you know, that it's all sunshine and rainbows, but, you know, we're, we're getting through it, you know, but... The biggest thing that I will say is if anybody comes into your life, be it a friend, a significant other, whatever it might be, cherish that person. Cherish that person for who they are, for what they've given you, what they're going to give you in your life, and, and, and everything's going to be okay because you don't know when that time's going to come to an end. That's great advice. Wow. Literally, you hear from on the bench of beaks and from Lucas's mouth. Like that's how everybody should be, right? What was, uh, dude? That was fucking beautiful, man. So this episode is dedicated to uh, Lucas's grandmother. Uh, well, um, full name. Her name was Ida Filippano. Ida Filippano. This episode is dedicated to you and all the incredible things that you've done in. Uh, Lucas's life and everybody else's life. This uh, this one goes out to you. This one goes out to everybody that we've lost that is special to us. And the fact that we can keep going on and doing exactly what Lucas uh, Lucas just said is cherish every day with the people that you love and that you love to be around. And Ida, if you're listening, great way to create some hockey genetics there. <laughs> <laughs> For real, absolutely. She's done good. She's done good. Like I said, man, she, she, you know, 
I don't know where I got that from, but you know, thank God. <laughs> uh, or as my grandpa would say, it, she must just must have just whooped your boys right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Ida, this is coming straight from off the bench. You will always be remembered, and you will always be celebrated. Thank you for the for everything that you've given Lucas, that you've given everybody else, and so. Um, I don't know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for. Um, thank you for just being in Lucas's life. The hockey loins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, boys, you want to send some shout-outs before we head out? I would. Um, I mean, it is frivolous as it might seem, but it's important. But uh, to my dog Remy. Um, yep. Absolutely. Throughout his back, he's not doing good. So. It's either, yeah. Major posy vibes going to Remy. That's yeah. for damn sure. But, and then, yeah, to you boys, thank you, Lucas, for coming back. That's it's like me. coming back and seeing our ugly faces or Cody's <laughs> ugly <laughs> face. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. It's hard but, to look at. <laughs> but, no, um, for everything everybody does in the hockey community, like, that's huge, man. Um, my beer nation, dog nation, as always, so. What you got there, Bryster? The whole crew, uh, Lucas, Ida, Ross, Cody, my homeboys. Um, a little, a little uh, furry friend who's having a tough time right now, for sure. Um, shout out to everybody else in the ho- whole hockey community. That's all I got. Well, yeah, huge shout out to you, Lucas. Uh, thank you so much for coming over. I, I'm so stoked we got to do this. Absolutely, man. That has been my pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that my life is kind of slowed down a little bit enough for me to, to make it out here and and, and, uh, and get on here but I've I've, I've enjoyed it but well, you're yeah. always welcome here in the laboratory that's for damn sure I appreciate that um yeah I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners uh I want to say thank you to dog nation and uh, my beer nation and a special thank you goes out to Vivian Smith Nafy uh Nicole Vale and Todd Sawatsky as they are our uh, monthly supporters that is greatly appreciated we thank you guys so much that is so huge for us yeah and uh we might be able to get some new mic stands here in a couple couple days so thank you thank you to uh uh, those wonderful wonderful people and um i don't know man i just i thank you to the hockey community really i mean after one of these conversations it just it just leaves me so um so humbled and so incredibly happy to be a part of such a community so um we'll we'll catch you next time uh, but until then v horse salute uh, uh, Try the damn thing, see what happens.